0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another edition of the Big Guy Fantasy Sports Fantasy Football Consistency Show. As always, I'm your host, Bob Lung, coming to you live from Canton, Ohio. That gentleman over there who is very excited about the real fantasy football drafts that happened in real life over the last 48 hours is Ron Rigney. Ron, what's going on, brother?
1: Yeah, man. You know, I'm a big baseball guy, too, and one of my favorite times of year is the MLB trade deadline. And we had that same feel yesterday, and I've never wow. had that in the, all the years that I've followed the NFL. Super cool. I was glued to my phone all day, you know, seeing the stuff come out in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of fun and a lot of names changing hands. couple, of, you know, in the days leading up to it, a couple names changing hands that kind of came out of nowhere, you know. But I don't think anybody there was a lot of people talking about TJ Hawkinson getting moved. He was, I think, the biggest surprise getting traded in division. So fun day overall, though. Fun stuff to talk about.
0: Yeah. And I think. You know, when you really when you really look at it, I think I was more surprised by the people who didn't move mm-hmm. than the ones who did. Like I thought for sure Kareem Hunt was gone, mm-hmm. which I didn't understand. I mean, the Browns must have been asking for the world. Yeah. Which I get it. He's a very good player. And would I like him to keep him? Yeah, but let's be honest, this guy's not getting any younger. He wants to be a starter somewhere. So I you know, I gotta believe that he's gonna go somewhere in the offseason and now you got nothing for him. I mean, right. get a third pick or, you know, a second round pick or something for him that can help you, you know, I mean, you've got but, pretty
1: decent guys behind him too. But at the end of the day, when you think about the franchise that is behind that,
0: does it really <laughs> surprise you that they didn't know <laughs> no, okay. nothing surprised okay. me with that franchise? Okay. So that's for All sure. Right. Um, but yeah, so, you know, that one, what was the other one? I thought, I think a lot of us thought, um, I know, I know. Brandon Cooks was one that
1: a lot of oh people Brandon Cooks, that move. was the other one, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, what are they doing? Man? And 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 probably the most surprising thing to me is I, you know, a, a guy that I, I teaches next door to me is a huge Packers fan, and we were talking about how just the NFC North was just on fire yesterday, and the Packers were just enough. sitting around watching it. You know, why? And and Aaron Rodgers was on uh, Pat McAfee yesterday, and you know, you thought maybe they would do something, and they just kind of sat around and. And look, one of the ones that I was really surprised at that I would, uh, as far as from the Packers, if Jacksonville was able to swoop in and get Calvin Ridley for what they got him for, Mm -hmm. if you've got Aaron Rodgers coming back next year, and you're giving up a six that might be a five for a guy that's a legit wide receiver one, why you don't pull the trigger on that and take a chance on it, I don't know. Because if it doesn't work out, you're out of fifth round or
0: sixth round pick. Right. Right. My thought is that I guess they're very cap strapped. So that was their biggest could, issue. Of why, what? Yeah. And so I'm sure Ridley, you know, is going to want yeah. some big money to go anywhere. But yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess the closest they were is they were going to get Claypool. Yeah. Because he was cheap. And then who who grabbed him? Detroit. Chicago. Chicago. Right. Mm-hmm. So Chicago swooped in and made a better offer. It's like okay, all right, Packers, fine. Um, doesn't matter because Aaron Aiden. Hey, AJ Dillon's not doing anything anyway. So um it's I'm just amazed at how bad he's been playing this year. I realize that them as a team has not been very good, but that whole yeah. offense.
1: I don't know how much you've watched them, but they've had a lot of primetime games. They've had a lot of national games. And you know, I talked about you know Aaron Rodgers on the prop bet show, how he was and two forty and a half uh for the over under, and I took the under and it ended up hitting. And he's not he's only been yeah, above that a couple a lot, of times. Yeah. I mean yeah, I mean he's, yeah, really I mean, like he's only been around. Something like that, low two hundreds, high one nineties, and, and yeah. just. But when you look at what he's got to throw to, it's it's you can it's pretty easy to see why there's nobody for him to throw to that's not a fifth or sixth round rookie. Or right. you know, Alan Lazard was out. I mean, he. It's just you know you almost feel you almost feel bad for the guy, but then you remember he's making fifty million dollars, and right. Uh, they exactly. can use a little bit of that to sign, yeah. So, yeah. So,
0: like, get an offensive line, that exactly. Can yeah. You and block yeah. for your running backs who are supposed to be studs but can't do anything because you know, that nobody has, nobody's scared by the passing game. They're just <laughs> clogging the line and trying to force them into beating them with that. But yeah, it was an interesting day. No question about it. And uh, you know, like I said, there's some, some guys going to some places. I'm sure we'll talk about them today, but uh, let's get started. As we look at just the top players at each position first, and then we'll talk about one of some of our uh, favorite guys going forward, whether they're starting to show a little bit of uh, positive consistency or just have some great matchups coming up that could earn them some consistency. We're definitely going to look at those as well. Uh, And to no one's surprise, Josh Allen's still at the top of the list, hundred percent consistent. Um, And, you know, Jalen hurts, Patrick Mahomes, 83%. Um, You know, we've got um, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow at 71%. Even though Joe Burrow actually had a really down game the other night against the Browns, which shocked everybody uh including me but <laughs> you never know with these games uh kurt cousins and garoppolo and see uh Derek carr another stinker but he's so he's down to 67 so again top of the list not that imp i mean impressive for those who are there um especially the ones over 70 percent. josh allen jalen hurts mahomes lamar jackson joe burrow i mean that was i think it was close to my top five Maybe not necessarily in that order, but definitely uh, those players in there. I think I had Tom Brady a little bit closer to that than I wanted to. Not working out as well. Kyler Murray, I think, was up there as well. But
1: uh, your thoughts? Uh, the, the one that I'm pinpointing, and the, this was the guy I was actually going to highlight, but you know, I figured I want to go with the positive rather than the negative. The guy that probably surprises me the most is Derek Carr. And, yeah. and, and I'm just looking at his total points here. When you look at his total points, He's being outscored by Carson Wentz, Russell Wilson, Jimmy G. Jacoby Brissett is outscoring, has outscored Derek Carr. He is 22nd overall. And when you look at the stinker that they put up, of course, that Saints defense is pretty stout. But when you've got Derek Carr and you've got a weapon like Devontae Adams, you've got Hunter Renfro, I know Darren Waller's been out. Uh, You've got Josh Jacobs running like he has. And Derek Carr can only put up 101 yards passing. I think Devontae Adams ended with what, like three yards? Now I know he was Mm -hmm. coming off an illness. It has not been pretty for Derek Carr, and it was a guy that I think a lot of people thought he's got the weapons. Now he's got his guy from college, and it just has not turned out that way at all. And and he's probably the model for uh, inconsistency right now in our in our scoring system.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Um, so let's take a look at some guys that we kind of like going into this week. Uh, Ron, who's your, who's your
1: who is your player of the week? Guy that you got to go down the list to find him a little bit on on the clutch game, the the clutch rankings, but guy that finally got his first clutch game and an exciting game, exciting comeback against the Atlanta Falcons, and that's P.J. Walker. And we're saying this week the P.J. stands for Panthers juggernaut quarterback. (laughs) uh, P.J. Walker. Coming off a game where he threw for 317 yards, a lot of that was in the second half playing catch-up. And and on my phone, I, I started him in a couple leagues, and I kept getting alerts. P.J. Walker with a big play. P.J. Walker with a big play. And he put together a really nice game, thrown to D.J. Moore, guy that I'm going to talk about a receiver a little bit later on the other side there since they let some weapons go out of town. And I think, you know what, we we owe the Panthers an apology because you and I both said it just looks like after McCaffrey's leaving town, they're just going to fold their tents and, and be done. It hasn't been that way. They, they've been fighting. They've been fighting a lot. And, and you know, if it wasn't for D.J. Moore's bonehead play at the end of the game, they come back and they beat the Falcons, but they lose in overtime yeah. because you got to celebrate and get the 15-yard penalty on the extra point. But P.J. Walker got the clutch game. But thing I like the most about what he's got coming up might be a little bit of uh, tough sledding this week against the Bengals, although Jacoby Brissett moved the ball pretty decent against him the other night, so they're kind of middle of the road against the pass. But in weeks 10 and 11, got those Falcons again, and he's got the Baltimore Ravens again, who are right there near the bottom in fantasy points allowed. In passing yards allowed, I think the Falcons are sitting right there as far as fantasy points towards the very, very bottom. Uh, yeah, you got Falcons at number three, and then you got the Ravens at number seven as far as the most fantasy points allowed to QBs. And so, as long as DJ Moore and and Terrace Marshall are out there, he's getting decent decent support from the run game, and he's just an athlete that can make plays. And he looked really not really good the other day. Like I said, went over three hundred yards, had a couple of scores, and showed that big arm. I don't know if you guys, I'm sure you've seen the play to D.J. Moore, but just uncorked oh, yeah. one about 50 yards right where it needed to be. Just pretty play. So he's he's the leader in the clubhouse. I mean, he's the guy. So as long as right. he's in there and he's got these good matchups, I think he can get you clutch games.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, definitely has looked good. And, yeah, I definitely saw that play. Hell of a, hell of a throw. Um, the guy I'm going to go with, believe it or not, we just talked about him, about how bad he's been. But you know what? As an old guy just like him, I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers because why – He's playing Detroit this week, and everybody does well against Detroit. Uh, it doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter. I mean, there's been so many good games this year by quarterbacks against Detroit. They're thirtieth in giving up fantasy points to wide receivers. Yep, it's not as bad as Las Vegas, who's thirty second. Uh, who actually Trevor Lawrence is playing against him, so he would have been my one B for sure. Uh, but you definitely have to you have to believe. And in, in Lazard actually came back to practice, so he should be back, or at least it looks like he should be back this week. So. Maybe they can get things going. This is a great, uh, you know, pick-me-up game for the the Packers as a whole. Like I said, let's see if we can get Aaron Rodgers, AJ Dillon, all those kind of guys, you know, back into some fantasy relevance, and maybe they'll get some confidence, start moving forward, uh, and and just you know, start heading down the right path for for the guys who do have them. Now, I don't have Aaron Rodgers in too many leagues. I wasn't a big fan going into the season, but I do have guys like Lazard and AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones, so. Definitely want to see those guys get back. And, of course, our good friend, Bobby Trees, Robert Tanyan, who's two out of his last three, should be another good game for him. Uh, He's definitely earning the respect of Mr. Rogers, and so uh, definitely like that as well. So let's move on to the running back position. Uh, Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler, all those guys right up at the top. McCaffrey uh, with his big game this past week vaults to first place in total points. How about that? Uh, that would, that one, what I thought was pretty funny, uh, takes over Nick Chubb, who's second, um, second place now only by about 0. 0.6, but that's good. Uh, 86% Joe Mixon, 86%, Dalvin cook, 83, DeAndre Swift at 75, uh, got his, got back into the swing, got his clutch game. So, uh, you know, the group up there is looking good. Um, yeah, you know, there are quite a few that are not as good. We and we know who they are. Uh, a lot of them are on bye this week, so like the Zeeks and all those kind of folks. Uh, Aaron Jones is playing. Um, but your thoughts on the top of the list? Uh, you know, is McCaffrey destined now to be the number one guy this year if he stays healthy? The big if mean, we know. Uh, I but. was going to say
1: that's the only thing that really ever holds him back is that health. And you know, you 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 go out and you spend what they spend on a guy. They're going to use him, and that's what they did last week. I mean, I, yeah. I had a buddy of mine that is a big fantasy baseball guy, but he dabbles in fantasy football with a family mm-hmm. league, and we were talking about his league earlier, and one of his texts to me said, and then that McCaffrey guy scored like 830 points against me last week. So <laughs> that tells you right there, even people that don't know him are getting torched by him. But, yeah, it's it's they're going to get him the ball early and often, and I think he's the only yeah. thing holding him back. And, you know, they traded Jeff Wilson out of town, so there's one less guy for him to compete with. Not that we were scared that Jeff Wilson no. was going to take the job anyway. But right. they brought you give up that package of picks. You brought him in for a reason, and and I think that that you know bringing him in gives that Niners offense that swagger too. They they looked really good last week against the Rams without Debo yeah, yeah. as well too. So that's I think that's right. Yeah, the up.
0: scary part is Debo isn't playing. Yeah, wait, wait till they now teams have to worry about both of them. Before, and then there's talk like, going
1: around about them maybe bringing in Odell Beckham too. That oh he might be an, he might be an addition later on. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, by the way, folks, I guess we didn't talk about this quarterbacks, but I actually wrote about who's hot and who's not. And, and you already go on the website this week. And my quarterback was one of my quarterbacks was Jimmy Garoppolo, who's put up four straight clutch games. And I said, what do you think this guy can do? I mean, like if you don't go out and go grab him some, right now before Debo gets back, I go, he could, he could run the season from a consistency standpoint. I don't think he's going to put up 30 points a game like a Josh Allen. But I can easily see him putting up 20, 25 a week with those three guys, yeah. you know, um, with with I'm oh, that three guys with McCaffrey and, you know, and, and Debo and, you know, George Kittle and how all of a sudden it's becoming relevant again. Uh, this guy could, you know, really be a very fantasy relevant, relevant quarterback down the road that could help take your, especially if you've got quarterbacks like Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, you know, uh, you know, the, Derek Carr's. Um, you, there's not much a more consistent guy right now outside of the, the top five that we talked about than Garoppolo.
1: No, not at all. And with the, all the garbage play we've seen overall at the quarterback position. You can do a lot worse than a guy because I look at Jimmy G and I, I'd be happy with 230 and two scores every mm-hmm. week or, two thir- or 250 and a score every week because, you, you know, he doesn't turn the ball over a ton. He's got the right. weapons there and, he, and there's always potential for more as well.
0: I mean, I don't think that right. that's going to be his ceiling at all. Right. Because he's got guys like you know, when Debo's in there, Debo and McCaffrey, who he throws a five yard out, they're gone <laughs> for 60 yards. <laughs> it's a 60 yard touchdown pass no matter how you how you slice it up. And that's just going to benefit Garoppolo. So, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely one of those scenarios uh, to keep an eye out on. Um, all right. right, let's move uh, We talked about. So let's look at um, who are our pick this week for running back to exceed or at least start heading in the right direction. Uh, from a consistency standpoint, Ron, who are you going with?
1: We talked about that trade line, yes, trade deadline yesterday and and my Colts were active but not with the deal that I wanted to see them make, but then again, if you're a Naheem Hines owner, you probably were were welcoming this yeah. sending him to Buffalo. Um and at this point where the Colts are at, you know, it doesn't make much sense for them to to not use him and I read a story yesterday where it, it, Naheem did request to be dealt because of, mm-hmm. the, of his lack of usage and i can't really say that i blame him we saw mm-hmm. it a couple seasons ago you know we talked about it numerous numerous times on here you know he was very very useful flex play so hopefully buffalo will use him in the right the right way and i think that they will they they send zach moss back in return so that moves one guy out of that backfield um mm-hmm. i don't think it cuts too much into devon singletary's overall uh touches however I, I think Naheem Hines is obviously going to be your third down guy. And, it, mm-hmm. and, and with me looking at that offense and looking how they run things, and looking at Ken Dorsey, who's excellent at making these offensive schemes, for me, when I look at them as far as going out and getting a guy like that, I think they've got plans for him. I don't think you make that deal unless you've got something in your brain. You know, He's, he's something that they're kind of lacking there. Uh, you, he can return kicks. He can line up at wide receiver. Uh, I think it's just a great weapon for them for no more than that they gave up. And he is coming off his first clutch game. Last week for for Indy, did get into the end zone through the air, had a couple of carries for 29 yards. So it's not like he's not been doing anything when he's gotten the ball. It's just, you know, you sit there and you scratch your head as to uh, what the Colts offense and offensive coordinator and Frank Reich were doing with him. And it's, it's good to see him get out of town and maybe get that opportunity that yeah. he's been lacking for the last two years.
0: Yeah, well, the offensive coordinator is gone, I heard. <laughs> he got fired.
1: Well, but see, the funny part about that is he's fired, but Frank Wright's right. the play caller. So I'm not right. really sure why Marcus yeah. Brady's the fall guy, but, you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's exactly what it was. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. But but like I said, good for Naheem Hines, moving on to better things. And, uh, you know, you root for a guy like that to do well.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, a guy who's had a quiet season but has not been too bad from a consistency standpoint, and that is Miles Sanders, and that's who I'm going with. Now, why am I going with him? Because every week we pick the guy who's going against the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those of you who missed the last week's debacle that Derrick Henry poured on top of those boys. I mean, it's what, four straight games over 200 or five well, straight?
1: Yeah. Oh, I think it's five straight. But let me point out something, too. And this tells you about how good how good Derrick Henry was last week. Because I, I had totally forgotten I have Malik Willis in a dynasty league and I totally forgotten he was the starting quarterback. I'm like, oh, I didn't hear anything about that, which right there should have told me all I needed to know. Mm-hmm. I hadn't heard anything about his start, and his start was horrendous, and they gave it to Derrick Henry 32 times for a yeah. reason. Not that they wouldn't have anyway, but you know that kind of shows you right there, but just an awesome, awesome game from Derrick Henry.
0: Yeah, no, I was watching Red Zone, and, <laughs> and they were just constantly switching, they kept that game on like, we're just going to stay here because we want to see Derrick Henry run the ball every time that they get it. I don't think they were even a red zone. I think they just basically called it Derrick Henry TV because then he'd run. You know, he'd bust off forty yards here and twenty yards there, and you know. I well, and, I, and a, I
1: texted and I texted you and Colby too. One hundred ninety-three yards after first contact. Yeah, one hundred eighteen yards with an eight-man box, and it still did neither did no good. Just amazing. Oh, and the eight
0: men, eight men, people, the eight men stink. <laughs> it doesn't that matter? So yeah. So anyway, uh, let's just cut that short. Miles Sanders playing against Houston. You know, you know what to do. Uh, let's move on to the wide receiver positions and, you know, right back up there, Stephen, Digg, or, sorry, Stephen Digg, Diggs or Stephen Diggs, you know, jump back into first place with another big week, hundred uh, percent consistent for the year. Cooper cup, a uh, little bit of an injury, but, you know, still hanging on Jamar chase uh, actually did not have a clutch game. Oh, that's because he, that's because he wasn't playing. Uh, Michael Pittman back up there. It's uh, doing well as well. So, A lot of good numbers uh, from those guys. Uh, The Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle combination has been amazing. Um, So love everything that's going on with those guys at the top of the list. As we said all season, you know, the fantasy world is definitely heading towards the wide receivers. And I I think it's going to be even more zero RB strategies next year, or at least just I wouldn't be surprised if next year for the first time, you see nine wide receivers going in round one and three running backs where just a few years ago, it was nine running backs and three receivers. Um, You know, especially as guys like Jaden Waller keep picking up, you know, D hop will be, you know, full, full go next year. Marquise Brown will be held. I mean, you know, you throw in then with Jefferson and Debo and AJ Brown and all these guys, it's just, I mean, do you agree? I mean, can, I honestly can see next year, Seeing nine receivers and three running backs and five years ago, it was complete opposite.
1: Absolutely. And 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 think about when you look at all the running backs that are consistent or have been become consistent as the years gone on, how many guys have gotten opportunities because somebody's gotten traded or because somebody Mm -hmm. has gotten hurt. You know, you look at the Kenneth Walkers of the world, you look at guys that you got in those mid to late rounds that you just kind of loaded up on. And we've talked about it on here too. And I, you know, I think that you know, you're the same way, the teams that you're doing well on. Or the teams sure. that follow that format. You have loaded a receiver and you've just got mm-hmm. a stockpile of a bunch of RB twos and threes, mm-hmm. playing them in the right matchups, you know, if it's third down back, whatever, and that seems to be working for you. And when you pair it with a quarterback that you can get something out of and just kind of mix and match that tight end that maybe gets you that touchdown every week, I think it's what you have to go with, but I know myself the ones where I went running back early, you know, those teams like for example that I have Jonathan Taylor that it went number one overall. Oh, right. Nope, not doing so hot.
0: Yeah, and the number one pick, um, we want to call it. Uh, I want brain dead. Uh, would kind of, uh, kind of like, oh, the curse, the number one curse. Mm-hmm. Every time somebody who's number one overall and it's a yeah. given, slam dunk. And how many times? And whether it was McCaffrey getting hurt or you know whoever it is, it's like I, I don't want to be the number one pick next year. No, I'll pick Cooper Cup or Justin Jefferson and he'll get hurt. It's but like, see, the know. thing
1: is we've got we've got to normalize though feeling okay with that. I think we gotta just say, you know what, I'm okay with it for all the reasons that we're talking about on here right now. Right. I'll take that number one pick and I'll take Justin Jefferson. You can have McCaffrey at two, or you can have Jonathan Taylor at two. Yeah, I right. think we've got to we we've gotta start becoming okay with that. We gotta start a campaign right now.
0: Yeah, I mean. Like I said, I, I have no problem with that going into next year with these guys, whether it's Chase, Diggs, you know, whoever you decide on, um, you know, being that person. Um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely worth it. Um, all right, let's look at the uh, wide receiver guys that we're kind of high on this week, and we're going to go back to you again, and you're going to go back to the same team that uh, Philip Jr. Walker and the All-Stars was a part of. And and I'm I'm
1: I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna go to a limb here and say most people are probably not gonna who, know who in the hell you're talking about when you say that. I happen to know because my dad was an oldies guy, so I yeah. do know. But uh, anyway, you look that up if you if you don't know. So yeah. I'm going. To, I'm I'm giving some more love to that Panthers team, man. Like I said, you know, they did not. They did everything but lay down and die. They fought and they and they looked decent on offense at times. And a guy that I think is a big recipient of Terrace Marshall, or, or I'm sorry, it is Terrace Marshall, but McCaffrey getting out of town um is Terrace Marshall I mean that you know those targets have got to go somewhere and you know they got rid of Robbie Anderson so you got you got to try to find a downfield threat DJ Moore I think is going to be able to do that but you got Terrace Marshall on the other side LSU guy we know LSU can churn out some wide receivers uh third year guy I believe so he's had he's been kind of up and down in his career and hasn't really seen the targets up until last week but saw nine targets last week went four catches for 87 yards Got his first clutch game of the season. And if you were paying attention when I talked about the opponents of the Panthers the next three weeks, they've got Cincinnati, which not not the greatest matchup, but then they go to Atlanta. They've got Atlanta again at home, and then they go to Baltimore, and we know how terrible Baltimore's been against the pass. We know they traded for Rokon Smith, but Rokon right. Smith can't cover wide receivers, so that's not going to help right. them there. So right. Terrace Marshall, a guy that's probably available in a lot of leagues. I know in a couple of mine he was still out there, and I scooped him up. I like the prospects, especially
0: coming up in the next couple of weeks for him. Definitely love that. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I was looking and again, a lot of times I kind of fall back into the guys that I talked about in the article of who's hot, who's not. Um, and I, this one really just caught me off guard. Actually, I'll just bring up both the guys and I'll focus on one, but right now, Miko Hardman and Jacoby Myers are 67% consistent, which ties them with Devonte Adams, Amon, Ron St. Brown, uh, Devonta Smith, Chris Salavi, Mike Evans, it's just and I'm like, where did this come from? And I looked, and they both have went three out of their last four uh, from a consistency standpoint. Uh, or I'm sorry, M- Nicole Hartman has three straight, but he's that's his four. Uh, and then, um, yeah, and then Jacoby Myers was three out of his last four, but still, you know, doing very well over the last ones. And And why is Jacoby Myers doing well? Because Mac Jones is back, and he's throwing him the ball. Again, so he definitely has a love for him, and that's where we're seeing that. McCole uh, Hardman is finally maybe getting the opportunity to be the Tyreek Hill that we thought he might be. Uh, You know, a couple weeks ago, he had the big game with he had the three touchdowns, but letting him run the ball in the end of the rounds, definitely getting him more involved like a Tyreek Hill in both pass and run. We'll see if it continues this week. They have a nice matchup against Tennessee, who's 27th, and giving up fancy points to the wide receiver. So, Kind of digging on Nico Hartman, always used to be kind of a bum. It's funny, in my Sirius, our Sirius XM, well, it's not ours, you are in a different league, but serious XM Dynasty League, I've had Nico Hartman for like three years. All of a sudden now, he's like one of my top starting wide receivers. Somehow I'm like uh, five and – no, four and – five and three in that league with a bunch of just uh, guys that – kind of misfits but they're all putting it together like trevor lawrence miko hardman uh lazard uh did have kenneth walker that i got with the third pick because i had such a terrible year last year Uh, but i also had dave montgomery um trying to think some of the other guys that have just kind of just been kind of picking up the slack for weeks that they don't do well um and somehow it's been pulling off some wins and there's no way i'm going to win that division because there's or that league probably because Mike Clay and those guys loaded up and just have killer teams, but been doing pretty well with it. So, yeah. So Nico Hardman again, another guy like Garoppolo that might be, uh, help you out down the stretch, depending on how deep your league is. So we move on to the tight end positions, as we know, pretty much same as every week, Travis Kelsey, Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard, George Kittle's moving back up there. Of course, our boy Tyler Beast is now getting back to being a B with no sting. Uh, that's pretty much how I describe it. <laughs> He's just, not the beast we've hoped. He, uh, he's got that neck injury. I think he's really struggling out there. I watched red zone. He dropped a couple wide-open passes, and I was like, oh, my gosh. One of them would have been like a 40-yard game. Might have got a touchdown out of it. Uh, just hit him right in the hands and dropped it. Wasn't a perfect pass from Stafford, but still, um, he's got to make that catch. Um, but, Ron, let's take a look at the uh, tight ends that you are looking at, or at least the, the tight end that you're looking at. And I'm assuming this is a likely story for this guy.
1: It's likely that I'm gonna mention a, a consistent tight end here. And I and 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 I can't go with as much as I want to, I can't go with my guy, the real Bobby Trees, every week, right. but I always have to right. mention his name because yes, he's my he's my tight end man crush. But we're going with Isaiah likely. And you know, I wrote about him in the I kind of cheated a little bit because I got my check-in article in after the Mark Andrews injury. But we know Mark Andrews has a tendency to get banged up as good as he is. Mm-hmm. That's the one knock on him, just kind of like it is with Christian McCaffrey. And we saw what Isaiah Likely is, is capable of. Heard, heard a few people talking about him uh, in the offseason, how they liked his athleticism. Came out of Coastal Carolina. I believe he led all of FBS in, in touchdowns from the tight end position. Uh, and, and just average video game type numbers. Just a, a great athlete. Big, you know, 6'4", 260 but got in there last week after Andrews went out and posted a clutch game uh, at the tight end spot. And it looks like what, what I'm hearing is I believe after this week, uh, Baltimore goes on bye, So it looks like they're going to probably rest Mark Andrews. Yeah. Week 10, they are on bye, So they got new Orleans this week, not the greatest matchup for tight ends. Like I said, that new Orleans defense did a number on uh, Las Vegas last week, but the Raiders aren't really doing much to help themselves either. But, with Rashad Bateman out an extended period of time, Devin DuVernay is the number one wide receiver. I know they signed Deshaun Jackson. I really don't think he's going to factor in. He's going to come in and have his one game for three for 90 yards and a score, and he'll ride off in sunset, and we'll never hear from him again. Lamar Jackson, the the offense has been sputtering a little bit. You haven't seen the big plays out of Lamar Jackson. He's going to have to do it with his legs, but he's going to have to throw it somewhere, and I feel like Isaiah likely is athletic enough, and he's a good enough player that you're going to at least – Get a clutch game out of him coming up this week. Uh, could get in the end zone. Could be a red zone target. After that, I don't know. It depends on the the, the uh, Mark Andrews health. But if you can, if you have enough room on your roster, I know we don't normally handcuff tight ends, but he's probably a good guy to have yeah. if you've got Mark Andrews.
0: Definitely, definitely, yeah, um, yeah. This kid was really loved coming out of college, and he's uh, really showed that uh, he's worth. Like I said, it might be worth a, a you know, late-round pick next year that if Andrews doesn't stay healthy, um, and that could be more of a trend as Andrews gets, keeps getting older. Uh, the guy I'm going to go with this week is Dawson Knox. haven't talked much about him this year. Why? Because he hasn't earned a clutch game until the last two weeks. Well, at least the last two out of the last three weeks because they had a buy last week. But has put up two straight, uh, definitely looking like the Dawson Knox you remember from last year. Uh, again, uh, they went out, got – Naheem Himes, So I think now they kind of feel like they're going to be set with their offense. Uh, You know, we've talked about this before. Gabe Davis is a boomer bust. and will be most weeks. Um, That's a problem. Um, And you never know when it's going to be. And if you want to take that risk every week, so be it. But um, I feel like Knox, Hines coming out of the backfield and Stefan Diggs is going to be the major guys here. The Isaiah McKenzie's and uh, Khalil Shakir uh, just Aren't, aren't getting it done. And that's why I think they went out and got Heinz to get that underneath person that can, they can be proven and they know that Dawson Knox and Hines and can do that while Diggs is out there stretching the field. So definitely love Dawson Knox this week. So, uh, all right, that wraps it up, Ron, tell everybody what's going on. And once again, it's the Bob and Ron show for the whole week. <laughs> Because Kobe is on a three-week sabbatical. We hope he'll be back next week. We don't know that. We hope he will be. But uh, he is out again this week. So, everybody, the good news. So,
1: at Ron Rigney on Twitter. You're going to get my consistency checking this week. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go a little bit uh, away from the the formula, and I'm going to look at the fantasy fallout from some of the uh, some of the trades that happened, and see so you, yeah, you, you know because a lot of times it's not so much the guy that gets traded that benefits; it's the guy that doesn't get traded that benefits, or the next mm-hmm. man up scenario. So look at a couple of guys there, a couple of guys that you might be able to you know either you're going to get some more consistency out of, or eh, I don't know so much. So we'll look at that. Of course, we got the prop bets coming at you tomorrow for the weekend. We'll have the consistently cash, and we're going to go back to. FanDuel, I'm. I feel much more comfortable on FanDuel. I don't know about you, Bob. So um,
0: I haven't felt comfortable doing either one. We've lost (laughs) twice.
1: (laughs) So, so let me rephrase that. You do feel more comfortable on FanDuel because we're going to get back on the 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 winning side, the winning track here this week. Boy, those I I will say though, man, those lines from last week, those were some high lines. in those, yeah, there was a lot of points scored. Yeah, usually there's not that many. So that's where you can find all of the wonderful goodness, in addition to all of the the fantasy forecaster, all of the the things that you can pop your guys in and figure out over at bigguyfantasysports.com.
0: Love it. As always, you can follow me at Bob underscore lung and Ron said it all. Everything that's going on. Of course, check out the uh, consistency review article. Who's hot, who's not some of those, maybe some of your players. So make sure you check that out Uh, for Ron Rigney. I'm Bob Lung. Everybody take care. God bless. And we'll see you next week.